So when we're out shopping in the stores, we know this uh, whole idea about shopping local, right? Because Mm -hmm. we have a higher nutrient density. But what makes one carrot from one farm different from a carrot from another farm that are both in Monmouth County? Yeah, And good question. When we interviewed the guys from Pajoli Farms, they shared this really cool tool. Yeah, they were working with some guy in Massachusetts that created this tool. It's called the Bionutrient Meter. You want to know about it, you got to listen on. Yeah, so this is the extra that we put together because the original podcast was really long, so we wanted to just make this an extra bonus for people to listen to about this cool new tool. Yeah, that'll be available to consumers, I think, very soon. This is going to change our habits, and I think it's so important to know what we're voting for with our dollars, so this will be more empowering for us as consumers. Hi, I'm Wendy Bright-Fallon. And I'm Debbie Peterson. You're listening to Nourish Noshes. Extra. Anything else you guys want to share with us about your philosophy, life, what you want to share with the community? Maybe a good place to start would also be RJ has, has had an awesome opportunity to be on a farm working under someone who, who was really deeply entrenched in the organic community since he was born, and his parents as well. They helped establish the NOFA of Massachusetts, I believe. Mm, and yes. I'll let you speak a little bit more sure. on that. So we went to a NOFA conference. Uh, we saw this gentleman uh, named Dan Kittredge speak a course on biological systems management uh, farming. And he is the founder and director of the Bionutrient Food Association, and at the time, I was doing garden work, backyard garden work, and as I, as much as I enjoyed the small-scale work from uh, managing personal private accounts in people's backyards, it just wasn't really cutting it for me. I was like, I need to be back out on the farm, and that's really you know where I want to be. So I reached out to Dan in the winter of 2016, yes, and I said, you know, do you know anybody that needs help on the farm, or like you're you're so connected and you know so many people uh, in the farming community in the Northeast. And he said, yeah, and then you maybe want to come out and you can help us out up here. And that, that he's based out of um, North Brookfield, Massachusetts, like Central Mass. And I said, okay. So, so he said, yeah, come, you know, hang out. And so I ended up hanging out for almost a year and a half. That's <laughs> kind of how it went. <laughs> hanging out, but, working, digging yes, in the dirt. That's what he called it. But then it was even more than that because – This whole journey that Rob and I have been on has been a learning journey of like, we weren't raised on a farm like Dan was. Mm -hmm. And so every time we got involved in something, it was something new, a new perspective, new learning experience. And Dan, what he called, you know, my position, which was like a farm manager and I was the only one uh, managing his farm. I guess my, my graduate program, that's what sure, we called it. And, sure. you know, so he let me do everything, but he and the Bionutrient Food Association are the ones that are really honing in on nutritionally dense food. And I really deepened my experience there. And there's so much to learn. It's endless. We'll be learning, you know, for lifetimes about, you know, how nature and the cycles of nature work and the intricacies and the simplicities and like all all of the whole experience and how that relates. And I really want to actually put out there that anyone can go on to the bionutrient.org 
And that is a website that's open source. They have Dan does podcasts and he talks all over the country in the wintertime when he's Mm -hmm. not helping, you know, not running his farm. And he goes out and he, you know, kind of has what we're doing right here, conversations with people that are interested and helps people deepen their experience. And really what he did was inspire me to go, you know, it'd be great to go live in that cabin again, (laughs) off in the back of the woods and stay there, just turn it up. But like to go come take that wisdom that was shared. You have with been him, called. <laughs> that wisdom that was shared and like, you know, and bring it back and share it with other people here. And, you know, maybe it'll inspire someone else to go do their own thing. Yeah. And I'm really grateful for them and they're doing such wonderful and amazing research and it's all open source. They don't want, you know, everything is, you know, pretty much free. But the the one thing I'll share real quick, it's like they're gonna be coming out with a bionutrient meter, and this is really cool because basically it's a well, well like, sensor. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the, the word though. It's a, a spectrometer. Like so, basically every nutrient and every mineral has a different vibrational frequency in the physics, you know, in the mm-hmm. physics world. Mm-hmm. So what this technology does, and they have the technology to do so, is to basically give a consumer you know, on the back of their smartphone or a little device where they can go into the grocery store and you have this this spectrometer, this bionutrient meter that you go into the vegetable, uh, the produce section, and you either zap a carrot or you zap a banana and it reflects the light and will read back to you the nutritional value <laughs> of, of the crop. Wow. So Very this interesting. is really important. And I, I think they're just starting to put information about and I was just up there this weekend so I got okay to like share this (laughs) this information but it's going to really empower the consumers because that's what our society is driven off of is like this consumerism and if we can go to the store and like you know if it's only (laughs) a couple hundred dollar device most people can buy it then they can go to the store they can zap the carrot and as Dan would say is you know you zap one carrot crap zap one crap crap Conventional farmers be afraid. (laughs) Okay, that's pretty good. I'll buy that one. That's right. I love the idea of empowering us with more choice, though, because every time we spend a dollar, we're voting. We're saying to the community at large Mm -hmm. what we value. And if we don't have the education behind it, we don't necessarily know if we're putting our money in the right spots or not. This is Mm -hmm. a very interesting tool you're talking about. Yes. Yes, so I, I encourage people to go check that out. I mean, I won't say anymore. I won't uh, spoil anything <laughs> else, but I was super excited not to share that. And yeah. um, they're really wonderful people. And, you know, we, they put on a soil nutrition conference every year. I think this is the seventh or sixth, seventh one they're doing um, up in Massachusetts, um, which is a really a great meeting of minds from all over the world. And, yes, and there was one other point I wanted to share about this, and that's the environmental impact of farming. Yeah. And... Um, most people, when, you know, we think of our climate and how things are, you can see and feel the, uh, intensity and the erraticness of our weather patterns more recently than not. And it's very hard to track, trace this and really say like, oh, the climate's changing. You, cause you need lo- lots of data over a long period of time and we're just kind of getting there. So we don't even really know. But the majority of the scientists that are into, you know, this idea of climate change is really understanding that we're heating up this planet and our environment is stressed really hard. And just like if we're stressed, our bodies, it's a reflection and the environment is a reflection or we're a reflection of the environment. 
And so these, these stresses are causing the environment to have to balance, rebalance itself out, just like we would do with our gut. So it's causing all these, you know, really uh, intense weather patterns. And this is one of the regenerative practices that that farmers can do and even backyard gardeners do is to harness all the excess carbon that's in the atmosphere and bring it back into the soil because the soil the carbon in the soil that's the life that if you don't have carbon then none of the minerals and nothing is there's nothing it's like not having water or sunlight right. it's basic and what i've been learning is that we can sequester the carbon from the atmosphere and put it back into the ground just by planting yep perennial crops just by you know having our fields covered and because a lot of the soil is bare and when it's bare it's releasing carbon every time you till the soil or break the yes. soil carbon yeah. is released yeah. so if a lot of the farmers in the world were to transition into this regenerative style and Dan's farm and other farms that learning to do these regenerative practices are examples for other farmers to transition and that could really be a um, important piece of rebalancing out this puzzle. It's like not only do we need, uh, you know, solar and harness all these like natural resources and like, solar power, wind power, like tidal power, but also let's just like let nature take do it do the work for us. Right. And that is important because as a farmer, we don't want to be working eighty hours a week and stressing. So it's our job is to our job is really to kind of press the buttons when we need to and then get the hell out of the way and let nature do the rest yeah. of the work because it's already got it figured out perfectly and anytime humans have moved into it, we <laughs> seem to kind of like disrupt that cycle a little bit right. too much, you right. know, or maybe it's our egos or like, you know, whatever it is that's saying like we're in control of yeah. this. But really we're not. No. We're not in control at all. And if we let nature do the work then we'll have a lot easier time. We'll be, we'll be more relaxed. We won't have to go out and continue tilling the soil and putting minerals in, and all these things and let it just be balanced and work itself out. And then step out of the way and say, thank you. Like, thank yeah. you, nature, for all of you've given us. Like, and, and you're just so abundant. And, so, and we're so grateful for that. We have still time. Um, yeah. I'd like to add yeah. one more thing, too. Um, to any audience members who... I'm sure most of your audience members are at least pretty well versed in the health community now and everything, and hopefully they are, because if you're not, you should be. Now. <laughs> but, um, if they've listened this far, then they definitely are. <laughs> there we go, yeah. No, but um, to the basic layperson who isn't involved in health and isn't involved in understanding biological systems or nature or just they're living their life and they're not trying to bother anyone, just doing what they're doing, economically, this is something, too, that farmers start to speak, you know, in terms of finances and money and they said you know economically this is not a bad option it's not like something that's going to stress us out it's a transitional phase mm -hmm. where the consumer it's a very consumer driven um, field once like we said when people start voting with their dollar where you put your money is where you're putting your energy you know if you're trying to save a dollar on a bunch of bananas because you'd rather go and get you know a, a brand new car that's really nice as opposed to one that's just functional like there there becomes a, um, a point of where are your priorities in life and it gets a little more into like the whole spiritual ideas of yeah. you know less yeah but without even saying that aside you know you look at the price and costs of a hospital bill and if you're not eating healthy your whole life that bill all that money you save on conventional food you're paying in that's your right. pocket at the end of your that's right. you know when you become exactly. sick you're paying that right that's out of right. your pocket and um it goes Actually, back to looking at your future, not just yeah, today. You're making yeah. investments in your health. And um, 
that consumer-driven mentality is a very good thing when we get the right people with um, to understand the right information. To starting to understand that, hey, if I spend a little bit more money on this this good quality food, over time it'll drive the price down too, and you will get the benefits of both. Right. And um, right. you know there is a high price tag on good quality food, and it really should not be that way. Right. Um, the good quality food is an investment in your health, and it's an investment in your community, and also an investment in natural ecosystem as a whole. To start talking economically, that brings a lot more people into the picture that can't relate True. to all these good practices. Because at the end of the day, if they're just trying to save money and, and they're focused on themselves and their family, which is not a bad thing at all to save money and to um, help yourself financially, you could serve the community in a very, very justifying way by purchasing good quality food and supporting your local agricultural systems or your local community. Um, and bringing away that big corporate mentality and empowering the local areas a lot more. I love seeing they have the local festival days, you know, they'll like purchase locally. Yeah. Um, all these things are great because not only do you start to help your community financially, but you start to network and talk to actual people who are producing the goods right. and see where they're coming from. And you don't have to second guess, you know, how far something was shipped, what, what the impacts on it. Because yep. it does become very overwhelming when you get into the health and you start now all of a sudden you're saying, oh, I can't, I'd rather walk to work because I can't drive or, you know, and it becomes sure. this overwhelming thing sure. that it doesn't have to be that bad if right. you make the small adjustments yeah. ahead of time. Baby steps. Baby steps. steps. That's how we talk yeah. about it That's all the time. Right. Cool, yeah. yeah. That's right. But the farmer's markets and the restaurants that deal with local yep. growers, farm to tables mm -hmm. are the next, the next step in this for our community, yep. I, I believe. And uh, working with chefs that are inspired by that, yep. you know. Um, having done farmers markets, some people are just not interested right away about like where how your food's grown, and yeah. that's fine. That's cool. It's that's. But yeah. it is getting trendy, and they might be into yeah. trends. Hey, so. we're so happy you guys came yeah. in yeah. that we met and the conversation. Yeah. That was great. More like-minded people. We're yeah. happy to get your message out to the world. To uh, thank you. Pajoli Farms and Howell, right? We're excited to see how things work out for you guys. We're grateful to be meeting with you, Debbie and Wendy. Yeah. So thank you. Hopefully You're we'll welcome. talk again. Yep. Thanks, RJ and Rob. Appreciate it. Continue the conversation about real people, real food, and real results on our Facebook page, Nourish Cookbook.